Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a cooperative episode between Strange Matters podcast and the Eastern Borders podcast. I am Sean, one of the hosts of Strange Matters, and I'm joined by Chris Stops of the Eastern Border podcast. Greetings, comrades, and as you heard, yes, uh, Alice is away for three weeks, I'm all alone, so this means it's uh, special time, and with whom else to better to a special than our great fellow Dark Lords uh, of Strange Matters? Yeah, so it's been a while since we've uh, done something together. We did an episode on Chernobyl, the disaster there a little while ago. So we got a new special story for this episode. Yeah, and that episode turned out to be pretty successful. I mean, it, it really really touched some things and, and made some made some deep discoveries. It's always nice to work with you. All right, so in this episode, we've been talking about the Baba Vanga. Yeah, she's Vanga. She's like... Um, she and by the way, there was another one. She is a Bulgarian prophet, prophet uh, in the Soviet Union, and she was one of the two. Actually, there was another one which we might touch in some future episodes. There was Julia from Georgia, but yeah, these two were were like the most most famous prophets and, and mystery women of the Soviet era, because you see, um, in Soviet Union, you know, there, there was an atheistic state. They really fought against any forms of spirituality, and, you know, they they had a huge atheism propaganda going on. But these two ladies, they were kind of the accepted form of this, and there are a lot of stories about them working with the KGB, um, and really some strange things going on with them and the government as well. So it's kind of strange that in this... Haha, <laughs> strange, nice. I'm genius today. Uh, strange because... The Soviets just allowed this to happen. The Soviets allowed people just to go visit Vanga. And she made some really grim prophecies, I think. Yeah, I think it's something that the powers that be could possibly use her as um, a type of propaganda. I've used a few people, I've read a few people saying that perhaps some of her predictions were influenced to help the powers and be to stay in power. But yeah, she, over the course of her life, she made a whole bunch of different predictions and visions of the future and some of them have come true which is one of the reasons why a lot of people believed in her and why she had such a massive following and she still has some predictions for the future that we're still waiting on well you see some of some of her predictions are kind of weird but i I think we should start about where she was born basically technically she was born in the ottoman empire she was born in 1911, and kind of her data shows that she was born in the 31st of January, exactly in the midnight. Now she was living in what is modern-day Bulgaria. At that point, uh, at that point, that was like I said, Ottoman Empire, and the the town is called Strumice, like a small town, literally in Bulgaria. Uh, 
technically it's right now in Macedonia, but she was always considered a Bulgarian person. It's always complex with the Soviet births here. And uh, her surname was basically... Uh, her her surname was um, Pandeva or something. It, it kind of kind of came from, from like Panda. She was mm, Va- Vangelia Pandeva Gusterova. That was that was her full name, and the thing is that she was very weak when she was born. Uh, she was born early. She was born in her seventh month, and uh, like her her fingers were not developed enough, and her ears were grown to her her head. So essentially, she just couldn't even cry. She was extremely weak when she was born. But some great things really happened with her later in life, and a lot of people just went to visit her. Yeah, so, I mean, going back to, you said she had trouble when she was born. I just read that it's kind of a tradition when babies are born early in the, over there that the parents don't name them until they recover, uh, until it's clear that they'll be strong enough to survive. So it seems, which obviously she did, so it seems even from a newborn baby... There was something special about Vanga that managed, you know, that she managed to tough it out and live past the premature birthing. Yeah, because at this time, premature births are, uh, if not common, well, they are common, but surviving them isn't, because because at this point, at 1911, she was born even before the communist revolution, and you have to think about this like the Tsarist era. The serfdom of of uh, the, the serfdom is like still going strong, and at one point, at one point, at the beginning of the World War One, her father was mobilized into the Bulgarian army, and he went to the front. About at this time, her uh, her mom dies too, and this uh, her mom died because she had unsuccessful second marriage, and this happened when Vang was about three. So after this, uh, Vanga basically become basically lives with her grandparents and her neighbors, because you know her dad is at war and, his, and, and her her mom is is dead, and um, her neighbor was called Asanya, and she was a Turkish person, so the Vanga lived in the Turkish culture when she grew up. And the people, people basically who knew Vanga when she was a child, they mentioned that she was extremely active and that she was kind of a workaholic, so to speak. And interestingly, interesting part is that she really took her prophesizing and everything and like healing people as a job. Uh, that was her main uh, kind of main profession, and she spent like a lot of time and very and she took it extremely seriously. Yeah, so I guess she had a pretty normal childhood. I read up until around the age 12, that's when the incident happened uh, that would cause her blinding and kind of start her on this path of having visions and uh, these mystic abilities to be able to prophesize the future. So I was reading that basically she was a normal child before that and there was a storm or like a tornado or a gust of wind or something that, that came through the area and she went missing and her family and those around her tried searching for her. It took a couple of days before they found her in the middle of a field. And her eyes were sealed shut and encrusted with dust and dirt. And her eyesight quickly deteriorated until she was completely blind. And that's kind of what she's known for uh, to this day as kind of the old blind mystic. It was after this point where this freak storm happened that she would have her first visions and kind of these paranormal powers that she's known for to this day. Yeah, but this is kind of uh, kind of interesting. And about this tragedy, it's like um, it happened in 1923, and this this uh, happened basically when she was returning home with other kids. So she came home with other kids, and they decided to to visit this uh, Hans Spring, Hans Spring, to, to drink some some water. And at that time, a storm started. So the other kids basically just fell onto the ground, but Vanga was carried away, according to this source, of like a couple of hundred meters away. And they found it only in the evening, like completely just messed up with with the trees and with other like kind of rubbish around there. 
and you know it was the it was the sand that got into her eyes and everything and they basically harmed her the sand from the storm just harmed her eyes so much that she just couldn't couldn't really really open it and uh, this was basically one of the one of the more serious traumas that that she had and caused everything and the the creators of the, the uh, I'm sorry, in, in Russian, Radicheli, the one I'm reading, like in Russian, this text is that Radicheli means basically either parents or creators, so I, I make this mistake right now. <laughs> so the parents of Vanga basically turned to local healers who literally couldn't help her, uh, so G was just basically left, left alone at this point. And uh, when I say parents, I mean the neighbors at this point, because, you know, everyone else is dead. There's, hey, everyone's dead. That's a fun coincidence. Yeah, so that was the incident that kind of started her on this path to becoming a clairvoyant and a, a mystic later in life. And it seems, you know, throughout her young childhood or young adulthood, she started making more predictions. And I've read that some people said that she had like a supernatural healing touch of some kind so that people would come visit her and she could either you know, make predictions of the future or if they had some type of illness that some people said that she was able to act as like kind of like a mystical healer as well. Well, she became a mystical healer later on. And uh, that was, and that was one of her more, more famous capabilities. But over here, at least in these parts, she's just as famous as other, other dramas because uh, her prophecies are really the stuff that make her so mysterious and famous at this point. And oh boy, I just I just want to get to like uh, the 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 most most famous of her prophecies, which which I which with which we could kind of start with this because uh, l- let's just start with that part because when we speak about Vanga, what she said isn't like uh, what she said is the most important part. It isn't like the thing. It's like uh, she basically said that the law lo- the the forty fourth president of the United States will be the last one. And and uh, she said that this person would be would be black, and and she made a lot of other stuff, and some of it's like really come true, and I think this is the interesting part of everything. Yeah, she made a whole bunch of predictions, and I've read that the people believe that eighty five percent of all her prophecies came true. It's a pretty good record, I guess, if you're trying to predict the future. And so I kind of grouped her predictions into three categories. We have the ones that she predicted that came true, a few predictions that didn't happen, and then we have some in the future. But Kristaps, as you were saying, probably one of her most well-known is that she did predict that the 44th president of the United States would be a black man and that he would also be the last president of the United States. So I guess in one way you could say that it was half true just because obviously we have a new president with Donald Trump. Although some people would say that he's, I guess, not a real president and could bring down the democratic process in America, which would mean that Obama was the last two president. But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Well, see, the thing is, one of the theories going around on the internet and on these parts of the roommate is that, you know, some people have stated that, you know, she made her prophecy wrong, because obviously you have Donald Trump. But a lot of people here state that, haha, she spoke about the last president, now you're going to get a tyrant. And we're dumping into politics. But yeah, that's yeah. some of the arguments here. It's kind of crazy. But, you know, one other thing that didn't happen that she predicted was like this 2008 massive plague and then 2013 war with China, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, because those, those, like, seem very weird stuff. But, hey, it's a blind Bulgarian lady which makes strange prophecies of which some come true. And that's like, that, that reminds, she, she always gave me this feeling because I, I learned about her when I was a kid. And um, have you seen the, the series Millennium with Lance Hendrickson in the lead role? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, because, see, for some reason, and I like to ponder about this a bit, uh, these people give off only extremely grim and dark prophecies of the future. I mean, if you think about it, even Nostradamus gave that, but Vanga's prophecies of the future were the sort of of nightmares which I just couldn't fall asleep to at night. Yeah, she made a 
a lot of kind of dark prophecies of doom and gloom type stuff. Nothing good happens at all. <laughs> the thing is, uh, the thing is that in the Soviet era, there were a lot of like rumors going on about her, and one of them was that there was a rumor that basically she worked with the CIA because she made these gloomy prophecies that the Soviet Union would end and that could never happen, so obviously CIA had paid her to tell that Soviet Union would end. Um, guess what happened then, guys? Yeah, I guess I, I could kind of see that, but then, I mean, a good number of her prophecies I've read about is kind of on a global scale, so it's not, you know, just bad about the Soviet Union or Russia or something, but it's kind of a lot of stuff that involves the Earth and humanity in total. And here's the weirdest rumor, because over here in these parts, she's just as famous as Nostradamus, but the thing is, there were a lot of people who actually thought that KGB had killed her and put an imposter in her place. So, like, see, they had these psychic experiments, and I have spoken about them in various previous episodes. And the Soviets really took their psychic stuff extremely seriously, you see. And they were there were beliefs of people that... Due to the fact that Vanga had predicted Stalin's death, which apparently she did, and predicted a lot of other bad stuff, uh, the Soviets apparently couldn't just let her live, so they killed her, and instead put another psychic in her place who had to pretend that she was blind. Now, that's kind of crazy and nonsensical, but it's like this shroud of mystery that's around Vanga in, in, in the Soviet Union and these parts, it's like huge, because... See, uh, she served as an advisor, as a psychic advisor, to various kind of officials higher up, higher up in the party. There, there are documented evidence about people who are higher ups in the Communist Party going to have advice from Vanga. We don't have reports on what she said on these things, but yes, this actually happened. And uh, even though the Soviets were very atheistic and very anti-religion, everything anti-superstition, they just let Vanga be. So that, this is this is kind of my, my my question of all this all this situation is that, but but why? I mean, you you have to like think about the fact that one of the more atheistic governments on planet Earth take her seriously, and then you then you start wondering about how real is this stuff really? Yeah, I would just figure if you go into that conspiracy theory like she was killed off, I would assume if that was the case that it probably. They would have, they would have killed her a lot sooner than when she actually died. So I mean, unless she was, you probably know more of the political side than I do. But unless she was kind of causing trouble towards her last couple of years, I don't know why they would let her, you know, live through all these decades and make all these prophecies and then kill her off when I can't remember how old she was when she died. I think she died in the in the nineties or something. No, no, no. The thought is that they th the thought is that they killed her off early in her life and just put an imposter in her place. That oh, they so were... they they had like a double or something. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, well maybe that's why her predictions ratio went down. If the real Vanga was killed off and then they put a double in her place, real and then Vanga basically, OG, man. <laughs> yeah, and then they could just uh, I guess if they could control this second Vanga, then basically they could just have her say whatever they want her to say. But that's, again, that's just a theory. Yeah. That's that's just a theory, and like, like everything on both shows when we speak about this mysterious stuff. Now, do you know anything about, like, her other prophecies? Yeah, she made a couple pretty uh, chilling prophecies, like, many years before they were actually relevant. So one of the ones that she's probably most known for is that she kind of predicted global warming before anyone ever came close to knowing about it. So back in the 1950s, she had a prediction that said, cold regions will become warm and volcanoes will awaken. Everything will melt just like ice. So basically, you know, this is back in the 1950s. I don't think anyone had an inkling about global warming or the effects that humanity will have, uh, you know, with melting the ice caps and stuff. But she might have been basically the first person to predict that the way humanity is going right now could have an effect on the planet and cause global warming. One other interesting thing is that in 1989, Vanga predicted uh, the 11th of September, like 9-11. She, she basically told that in 2001, 
our brothers Americans shall fall. Uh, iron birds shall crush their skyscrapers. Yeah, so people think that she predicted 9-11. It, it's kind of it's kind of crazy if you think about this, but hey, uh, that that is pretty close if you look at this. Just just saying that you know American brethren will fall after being attacked by steel birds, and then she goes on to say the wolves will be howling in a bush. So people go on and say you know the president at that time was George W. Bush. So in this one statement, she's talking about Americans being attacked by steel birds, which would be airplanes. And there's a statement to a Bush who was, you know, president at the time. So, you know, you can definitely see how some people think that she made the right call in that prophecy. I mean, yeah, in a lot of cases in these prophecies, you can just, you know, take a look at this and say, well, it's too vague or anything. But yeah, this this is this is the one prophecy which really struck me because, you know, it's it's so close and like accurate. And she's like in 1989. So she just whatever she saw in her visions. I mean. I'm pretty sure that she saw some things. I'm not sure she saw she saw the future because I'm kind of skeptical about all the situation. But um, but yeah, me being skeptical is kind of touched by her weird 9/11 9/11 prophecy. However, there's a controversy on this too because uh, there are a lot of people who personally knew Vanga, and there are a lot of people who actually state that Vanga never made any prophecies at all. That it was all, like, KGB KGB creation to create, like, spread rumors and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that was also one of, one of the theories. And at the same time, that it's a documented fact that uh, pe- she didn't allow anyone, anyone to basically make audio recordings of her prophecies. Uh, that was, like, crazy. Yeah, that's one thing I heard is that, like, all these statements and prophecies, like, she didn't write them down herself. She didn't, you know, no one recorded her. So it's basically, she said these, and we have to rely on, I guess, her assistants or whoever was around her at the time to kind of write these down for her. So we don't know if it's 100% legitimate. Well, the thing is, you can never know about the legitimacy of anything, really, if you, if you think about all the situation. But the thing is that um, she had basically a student, so to speak, an American, one Gerald Salente. And, uh, like, my Russian site, it's in Russian, but the thing is... It says that there is this American Nostradamus, or so he's called, uh, Gerald uh, Gerald Salente, and that he basically had visited Vanga, and after that, uh, basically he discovered and he discovered and kind of revealed his abilities to predict the future. Essentially, he went to visit Vanga, and after that, for healing, so he decided that he can now predict future as well. He considers himself to be the student of Vanga, in like a global global scale. The interestingly, the interesting part is that uh, the Vanga herself, however, told during her lifetime that she won't take any pupils, and that she doesn't even have any comprehension of how would this look like, and because she didn't have any teachers. However. Uh, this site here tells us that uh, basically the the so like the this site tells us that whatever Gerald Salente has kind of prophesied has come true, and this uh, this site Grimoire.ru tells us that Gerald Salente had prophesied the end of the Soviet Union, the Asian crisis in 1987. Uh, the the uh, kind of the failure of the American market in 1987 in 1987. Yes, yeah, so that's interesting. I hadn't heard that part. So basically, he's you saying he's claiming that he visited Vanga. He did visit Vanga. That's documented. Now yeah. he says that after that he learned to like see visions of the future, and that he and that there are people who claim that he predicted all these things, including and I quote here. <clears throat> The crash of the found of the foundation market of the America of 1987, like all the independent foundations and basically stock market crash of 1987. Not sure if that happened because I don't know much about American fun, American stock market really. Right. No, that is pretty interesting. I hadn't heard about him. It'd be nice to know, I guess, if he only came forward with his correct predictions. 
or if he has a whole bunch of other predictions that didn't come true and he just got lucky a few times. Yeah, you see, getting lucky a few times is also one of these one of the questions, and you have to look at the the percentage of uh, you know successful prop- prophecies, so to speak. But in Vanga case, it's kind of weird because, like I said, she didn't allow any like recordings of uh, of her prophecies, and at the same time, kind of a lot of people say she didn't even make prophecies. So, what what the what the hell? I uh, guess you know, you know. Uh, and here's a bit of a background flash for the people. I wanted to do this episode on Vanga for a long while, and I did my research and I did my history. But then, at one point, when you understand that you can't really even trust the people who have written down you these prophecies, and that everything, everything, comes from like second, se- second, something like this dude whom I knew did something, something. Uh, right, secondhand weird. sources. Yeah, completely. And it's weird. Yeah, she's like really famous, and uh, at the same time, I literally then went and spoke with people who have seen Vang in their lifetimes. Because you know she died in nineteen ninety something, like early nineties. And I know people personally who say they have visited her, and that you know. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One person just swore to me that his cancer was cured because of Vanga. Like, that too also apparently happened. But, right. but 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 basically, you, you don't go to cancer survivors and tell them that hey, what you're telling me is bullshit. You have cancer. You don't. You no longer have cancer because of random chance. Well, the dude no longer suffers from cancer, and he says Vanga did this, and he has like documents that prove that he had cancer and he's like alive today. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I I. I'm very sorry, dear listeners, but I didn't go poking around even further in this matter because uh, that's just something you don't do. Yeah, that's I mean, that's I hadn't heard that case about Vanga specifically, but I've heard that with other mystic healers like people will go with cancer or some other incurable disease and then say they're suddenly healed. Um, And I mean, I guess there are some cases where people's cancer suddenly goes into a remission or something and no one knows why. But yeah, it's kind of, I guess, up to debate or interpretation if it's something that these healers do or it's just something that their own bodies were able to do. And it's just kind of a freak occurrence in nature. Yeah, because we never hear about all the people who have died after visiting a healer. Now, have we? Exactly, yeah. Well, it kind of just like how all of with Vanga's prophecies... A lot of times when you look up her prophecies, the only ones you see are the correct ones, and you don't really see too many of the incorrect ones. And kind of as you were saying, where we don't have – this doesn't come straight from the source. That's all secondhand sources. And, and in this case, and in this case, we have literally zero first-hand source prophecies. Yeah. Like, none. And, you know, we have this stat that I've seen all around that she's 85% successful, but it's like – Where's where's the master list that someone is keeping all of her predictions? And did she make any at all? And and was anyways has some of her prophecies like really was the fact that uh, at the beginning and I'm I'm gonna go on her unfulfilled prophecies. Vanga thought that at the beginning of 21st century people will just stop suing and like get, gathering kind of uh, harvests. It's right. like that we would kind of fully go on to some lab grown stuff. And that we will all be fed with the the fruits of gene engineering. 
Also, she said that in the 2008, the Third World, Third World War would start, which would bring, uh, bring us down and bring the end of the world. Now, the weirdest part is that uh, in 2008, the, uh, the Russia invaded Georgia. That was their first kind of aggressive attempt here. And right. even though we're all not dead yet by nukes, <laughs> and that's pretty great. I mean, I, I like not being dead by nukes. It's kind of it's, it's, it's a hobby of mine, not being dead by nukes. But, uh, yeah, the thing is that she says that World War Three would start in 2008. And um, it sort of hasn't, hasn't happened. But these are kind of the most important most important prophecies she got wrong. No, but the thing is, the thing is, well, what, what do you think? Uh, how believable is Vanga, and what prophecies does she hold for the future for us right now? If you can give us any, it's kind of hard to just take all of these prophecies on faith because once again, we don't know if it's from her. She has these prophecies that haven't come true. You just gave one example. I, I know there's another one that she said. And last year, in 2016, Muslims will invade Europe, which will seek to exist as we know it. And she basically said Europe will turn into a continent almost empty and a wasteland entirely devoid of any form of life. So obviously that didn't happen because it's 2017. Well, see, there are some people who would argue about Muslims invading Europe being correct. And again, I'm going into the political territory here, okay? But there are some people who would agree to this idea. Now, I'm I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. I'm leaving it open, open there because this is not the show for that. But again, everything we hear from her, as far as I understand it, is very ambivalent. Like, you can take it both ways. Which makes me a bit suspicious. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things that I keep coming back to is a lot of these statements are pretty cryptic. And you can interpret them different ways. So basically, I I think it's a matter of if these statements were even made by Vanga... I think people are kind of forcing some of her statements to fit certain things. So, I mean, I think... Yeah, but, but, but the thing, then again, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here. But if you think about it, you know, she's a lady in 1911 who's blind, okay? And how how would she explain things that she sees better? Like, if, if, if I wanted to believe Vanga's prophecies, okay... Then this is how this is how I would go about this situation about the about the things. I mean, what? Like steel birds and planes, they kind of go close enough together. But again, this is the problem because uh, I knew that she is like super famous. But you can just not be sure if she ever made any prophecies whatsoever. And as you were saying, like with the steel birds, you can be kind of vague. She had one prophecy that she said a huge wave will cover a big coast covered with people and towns and everything will disappear beneath the water and basically that prophecy just kind of stayed dormant for decades until the the 2004 tsunami which hit the pacific realm which killed like thousands of people so then all of a sudden these people are saying oh this prediction was correct but i mean i think anybody can kind of make this statement like sometime in the future a volcano will explode and kill a bunch of people and then 30 years from now, a volcano explodes, and then all of a sudden people are like, oh, hey, Sean made the right call. So, again, we don't know if these are statements directly from her mouth or if they were twisted afterwards, but even so... At one point, the Yellowstone volcano underneath shall explode. We have that recorded now! <laughs> yeah, so I, I just think that with a lot of these kind of prophecies, predictions of these people throughout the years, not even just Vanga, but a lot of kind of prophets throughout the the years and uh, ages. It's kind of easy to do when you just kind of make vague cryptic statements and then basically just wait years and years. And sooner or later, something is going to happen that is similar to one of these statements. So, you know, maybe she made these, maybe she didn't, but I think basically with any, uh, but kind of predicting the future if you make it kind of broad and up to interpretation, eventually something is going to happen that makes it true. Also, one thing that I'd like to ask you, because, uh, hey, this is going on the eastern border. I have the rights to poke you about stuff. Um, uh, <laughs> one of the questions is that, you know, in general, if, if we think about prophets in general, like, how useful are they? I mean, like, 
if you imagine that everything they say was truthful, then that would actually kind of agree with our ideas about free will, which modern neuro- neuro- neurology predicts, because, you know, we live in this materialistic vo- worldview, right? And, dude, let's go into Astonishing Legends territory here. Let's just discuss theories. Uh, shout out to Scott. Hi, Scott. And Forrest. We love you. Uh, but yeah, the thing is that, um, if you think about this, see, if you pre- if you think that magic is real at one point, then you kind of have to accept these prophets. And if, but if you accept that prophets are real and they can like really send the, like, like, uh, see the future, that would sort of imply a certain materialistic vo- worldview as well, because if they can accurately predict what would happen in the future, that means it's like set in stone. And that would mean that essentially, even though we know about this, is that doesn't change the facts. It's like that we don't have any free will, actually. And modern neurology is very much concerned with the fact of where does our sort of, I would like to say, imagined free will comes from, because free will is a strange concept, really. It's kind of like the same thing for people who believe in like destiny i guess like everything's already laid out and you know if these prophecies or people who believe like these prophets are real then that means kind of like you were saying that people probably don't have free will if everything's already laid out and the future is already set in stone so it's kind of hard to uh you know come up with a logical reasoning behind how such a thing could be possible that these special people somehow have an ability to look into the future but again i always come back to especially with this case you looking at these prophets prophecies it was fun to read through but a lot of these statements that came correct as i was saying earlier it's kind of up to interpretation where these people are picking these statements and kind of assigning them to a value but it's not like she said in 2001 planes will crash into the Twin Towers in New York City. She made it, it was a cryptic statement about steel birds attacking America. So, I mean, in, in generally, I haven't looked into prophecies and clairvoyance and stuff all that much. That's something that we haven't covered uh, in depth yet, but that's something that we want to. But as of now, I don't know if I really believe that, you know, these people can see into the future. Well, I don't know. See, the thing is, the thing is, either you can see in the future or we as a humanity have free will. I sort of like this free will idea. <laughs> yeah, I think most people do. I don't think most people will be up to knowing that their fate is already set in stone and they're all just following a path or something. But not even just Vanga, but basically all prophets in general. I don't think we've seen any that are 100% correct or they're very, very clear in their statements. So it, there's a lot of room for interpretation about basically any prophecy from any clairvoyant or mystic that's been made. Oh, and th- this will come out of nowhere. <clears throat> Do you have any, like, supernatural things that you actually, like, believe in? Do you, do you have anything that, like, okay, if, if, if even if you don't believe in anything of this stuff, then what would be, the, like, the most believable stuff that, that, that seems legit to you? As in, like, supernatural stuff? I suppose so. I don't know, UFOs, ghosts weird disappearances, something of that sort. The Emily Earhart, the Emily Earhart which is the new one. Yeah, I, I kind of go back and forth because I, I have a deep interest in all things unknown, like paranormal, supernatural stuff, but then I also have a very logical side to me just because, you know, I've been in a scientific background all my life, so I'm kind of the... I like to see proof before I believe in anything. But, I mean, I'm open to the idea of, you know, whether it's some some sort of supernatural, uh, like, spirits or anything, or paranormal stuff, or even, like, aliens or something. I'm sure there's aliens out there, whether they visited Earth or not. Uh, you know, I guess that's up to debate. But uh, I enjoy the idea of thinking about the unknown. And I think there is things out there that we just don't know about yet or we can't understand at the same time, I always try to look at things logically and try to come up with the simplest answer that fits whatever story. So I kind of go back and forth on it. I don't know what your thoughts are on any of this type of stuff. Well, I don't know. I kind of 
I kind of look at this and it's like, well, see, in my show, at least in the eastern border, it's kind of different, different aspect to all of the situation because I talk about the Soviet Union, right? And um, see, when people tell me, oh, you should be scared of ghosts, and then I look at how many ghosts, how many people have ghosts ever killed, and then like, you should be scared of UFOs, and I'm like, okay, so how many people have died from UFOs? And then when I compare combined total of every UFO, every ghost, and every every supernatural event whatsoever that has killed some amount of people, and then I compare it to Mr. Stalin, then Mr. Stalin just looks at them and says, ha ha, noobs. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if there is anything, if there are demons or these angry poltergeists or ghosts or hauntings or, you know, these monsters or something lurking in the woods, I kind of agree with you that there's really nothing worse than humans, so... Yeah, we, we are the real monsters. We, we are the... It doesn't get more... And this is kind of strange and scary because, you know, Vanga predicts all these terrible stuff, and why do we believe it? And this is a philosophical question. We we believe it because, you know what? It's actually possible. Like, uh, right now, at this point, uh, the scientists, they have this doomsday clock, right? Uh, you know, which measures how close we are to total nuclear extinction, and it's uh, basically hit two and a half minutes. Right. We are, we are like just crazy close to just blowing ourselves up. It's like, you don't you don't need other terrible entities from outside this plane of existence to ruin your life. We can do it just as well, better than any of them. This is what we do. And th- th- this, is, this is the philosophical part of all these things, because if you think about it, I mean, I, I I do believe that aliens do exist. I'm not sure if they have visited us, but um, I do believe in intelligent life outside our planet's borders. Because you know, just just because of for me paradox. I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere out there. Why would they visit our uh, planet, which we have managed to screw over so many times? I I'm, I do not know if they have. It's it's, it's complex, but at one point I, I'm starting to think that. You know, if aliens would come and try to, if aliens would come and look at us, they would probably be scared of us. Yeah, they're looking at a a planet where the main life form basically spends a lot of its history killing each other off. Dude, we poison ourselves for fun. (laughs) Like literally, we poison our. We are the only species in nature which poisons ourselves for fun. Yeah, it's like this is what we do it's it's just and at some point this is this kind of confuses me because uh, when you think about it I mean, we are so fascinated about these all these events but we don't even appreciate what we what we ourselves have done but okay this has been a total sidetrack now back <laughs> back to oh man my my show is known for these things, comrade. It's okay. It's okay. We shall manage. <laughs> but yeah, about about Vanga, really. Um, yeah. The thing is that I really got confused because I don't know. Are there any people today who are like as secretive? It's like crazy because there are like she was extremely secretive, and like whenever we say that there's a prophecy that came true or didn't come true. It is recorded as if it was Vangas, but it isn't. You can never know, because people say she never did anything, but people say she cured some people. And she's one of the, like, uh, Nostradamus is more well-known than Vanga because we have, like, his quatrains. And an episode of Nostradamus would be awesome, too, but uh, there are no quatrains of Vanga. There are things which some people said and then gave to some other people. It's all, like... All, all, all of this is like this spoken history. It's crazy, right? What, yeah. What, what, what's your favorite prophecy then? Of uh, of Vangas? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at. We still have some prophecies for the future that we're still waiting on. So she suggested that China will become the next global superpower, which wait, I guess wait, some people how, could see happen. How is how is that wrong? I mean, they they literally are now, sort of. Look, if I would look at, if I look in my home and at all the products that I have here, and I would like literally have to look and search for something that is not made in China. Everything's made in China these days. Exactly. She actually had a couple prophecies that are kind of like borderline science fiction. So she said 
kind of after the global warming thing will take place that a lot of the earth will be underwater. And so one of the prophecies that I've heard that are contributed to Vanga is that aliens will visit earth and teach humans how to live underwater. So we'll basically become a species that lives like an underwater water cities or something. So that's, I mean, that's kind of sounds like something that's straight out of a, a science fiction book or movie. No, but the thing is, the thing is that uh, we at this point know how to like live underwater. Yeah, I guess just the the technology of like creating cities or something. I don't think we'd have the ability right now to transport or kind of make similar cities underwater that we have on land. Unless these alien whatever the technology these aliens give us like give us the ability to actually like live and breathe underwater. And not just have to create, like, a big dome or something, like a big fishbowl for humans to live in. I have heard that some people actually uh, basically think about sea settling. Yeah, this could be. She kind of also predicted that we would move on from Earth and visit Mars. Also predicted that we would visit Venus and search for natural resources and that we would, you know, start these colonies on Mars and Venus. And that eventually... The world would end. However, at that point, humans will be advanced enough to move on to other star systems. So it's kind of crazy. Again, we don't know if these are actually coming from her, but she went from predicting perhaps global warming and the ice caps melting and some terrorist attacks and then ultimately saying that the Earth will die in about 1500 years, but that humans will move on to other planets. So... I I have my doubts whether that will actually happen, but that's it's pretty fun prophecies to think about at least. Well, you think about it, well, the world is gonna like die at one point, and that's kind of technically true. But how true is it, like, really at this point? I mean, how close are we dying off? According to Vanga, at least the year I saw, it was three thousand seven hundred ninety-seven. Before the world ends, so I guess we'll all be dead by the time that happens, but I mean, it could happen a lot of times before that we could nuke each other into completely off the planet, but if I had to guess it, I'd probably say that humans find a way to kill each other off long before the the planet just naturally dies. Well, planet is going to probably die when 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 our sun turns into a red giant. That's what's going to happen. The thing is, whether we will be around at that point to actually, you know, die from that explosion, that's a whole different story. Right. No, it's kind of of interesting to think about all these prophets of doom. There is a a site which I kind of frequented when I was younger. It's called Exit Monday. It's about all the ways how the world could probably end. It's an old site. It was made in 2004 and hasn't been updated yet. But it's pretty cool. They have this collection of basically every possible way of the world ending. And that taught me a lot. Because, honestly, we could probably die tomorrow from unnoticed things. Because if you look at this side, there's like at least like 50 random ways how we all will just random die. So yeah. predicting that the world would end is like not a new thing to do. It's not, not, not that very original. You can try better. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what some of these kind of future statements, you know, I guess we won't actually be around to see if they come true, but I think anybody could kind of make these grand gesture statements about the world ending or humans moving on to other planets eventually. Well, I better hope that we move to other planets because, you know what, then would be like we could we could move to Mars and then we could look at all the ancient prophets stating that the Earth will die and we would like, ha, well, we do not care anymore. And it's amazing. <laughs> Hopefully. Or something of that sort. I mean, yeah. I do believe in things. And I do believe in the fact that we will survive as a species. Because, uh, uh, like I used to like, like I love to say, we are we are too much of uh, rotten assholes not to survive this situation. <laughs> yeah, humans have a tendency to survive. So, hopefully that will continue for thousands of years to come or something but at this point well we only have vanga and that's that's pretty good that we have at least some prophets because uh you know something good is happening we have like you know we, we can look at these prophecies even if they're completely false and we can like look at them and we can try to not make that happen 
Yeah, that's true. And that's the good part. I mean, even if you don't believe in any of this stuff, uh, even if you think it's completely false and everything, these things are interesting to look at just because they're they, they're fascinating, and you can think about how to make a world a better place where this couldn't happen. But okay, we have gone off topic like too many times, and I think <laughs> it's kind of time to time to time to wrap this this whole thing up. So uh, from my part, it's thank you for listening and thank you for not hating me. Uh, I'll be back as soon as Alice is back. She, by the way, is in a Harry Potter camp because, you know, she's studying to be a teacher. And she's working in a Harry Potter-themed summer camp. And today they had, like, one of their events is that they actually hold this uh, cup for kids. It's like in the fourth book they had this Triwizard Cup or something. And they have something similar of various events. And today she just sent me sent me a nice Facebook video with uh, how how one of these events is like kids shooting nerve guns at each other while like brutal heavy metal music is playing in the background like Slipknot or Ramstein or stuff like that. <laughs> and it's like, and she's just so happy because she doesn't have to teach th- teach things to kids. And that's completely unrelated, but it really made made me happy just as this conversation here. And uh, yeah. I think I think this is what I learned from all this situation is that you have to make best that you have and if someone tells you the world's going to end you ask them how and try to make sure it won't happen. Sounds good. Yep. I guess we can kind of work towards, you know, if we have these prophecies and they're all bad and stuff, making sure they don't happen and everyone stays happy. No, but this is the weird thing. Everyone says bad prophecies. But okay, it's another whole conversationary thing. So, um and see you next time and thank you Strange Matters listeners uh, and check out my show and people who listen to Eastern Border check out Strange Matters oh, everyone check out everything and all hail Lord Vader yeah everybody check out Dark Myths every, all the podcasts in there are all high quality yep see ya alright bye everybody planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.